G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Turning our attention today to one of those really interesting and significant issues around sharing our faith with someone else, whether that's over a coffee in a coffee shop or whether it's on a street corner. What are people thinking about you and about the Christian church about the one who is sharing a good news gospel. What are they thinking? Well, back with us today, Stu Miller, evangelism trainer and the founder of Train to Proclaim. Stu, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Stu, when you are sharing your faith with someone on the streets, uh, you're not always thinking, what do they think about me? But there are a lot of things that characterize the way people think about the person sharing and about the entire church. What are your thoughts about how people feel when you are sharing your faith with them? Mm. Well, I think there's quite a variety, and uh, it really is reflected in their response and uh, either warmth towards you or reluctance to talk with you, depending on their perception about Christianity and what's formed that perception. Now, there's there's quite a few you know negative things. I mean, we've talked on the show quite a few times about the incredible things that Christianity has brought to our society, you know, the the um, the, the the getting rid of um, uh, racism and sexism, and you know, the starting of schools and hospitals and and charities, and you know, and Christianity has brought so much to our society. It's unbelievable the freedoms that we have today, but. There's also people that are going, well, yeah, but what about the, the, the priests that are abusing, you know, young boys? And, you know, because there's been a lot of publicity about that. Uh, what about the Crusades, you know, going back, you know, hundreds of years, you know, when the Crusaders came through and killed people, you know, killed a lot of people? Um, what about the hypocrites in church? I know this guy and he ripped me off and he was supposed to be a Christian and, and uh, you know, uh, you Christians are arrogant thinking that you've got it all right and everyone's got it wrong. So there's there's a number of things that could be going through people's minds, you know. So I'm very aware of that. And I think part of, of dialoguing and having a spiritual conversation is is trying to break down some of those wrong perceptions and helping them to see it isn't quite as they think. Sometimes there's an old thought that comes to mind. Uh, you can't sell your used car by drawing attention to all the dents and faults. That's right. And so we're, we're sort of in this tension, aren't we? Yeah. Because if we only say that our faith brings good things and, uh, you know, isn't it amazing and there's nothing bad about Christianity, everything is good, mm. somehow or other you can appear to be arrogant. And as Christians, we like to think we're going to be humble before God and in being humble we recognize that you know there are some faults here and people mm. will have their own perceptions as I'm sharing with them good news mm. absolutely and I think part of the perception of the hypocrisy in the church is that some people in the world think that we think we're perfect we've got it all together 
we've got the truth, we've got, you know, and and uh, everyone else is wrong, and it's sort of an arrogant perspective, and we're perfect. And then when we stuff up, they go, ah, look at you, you stuffed up. Gotcha. You're, gotcha, <laughs> you're a hypocrite. And the reality is it's the complete opposite, Neil. To become a Christian, you have to humble yourself before God and acknowledge that you're a sinner. That means not saying, I've got it all together, I'm okay, I'm a great person. It's saying the complete opposites. Lord, I've, I've stuffed up. I've broken your laws. I, I know that I'm selfish and greedy and prideful and I'm, I'm all these sins in my life, I'm aware of it. I'm convicted of my sin. And I humbly come before you and ask you to forgive me and then to work on my life and to help me to become the person that you want me to be. So that is the, the message of Christianity, the heart of Christianity, and yet it's the complete opposite of a lot of people's perceptions, that we think we're arrogant and we're, we're, we're right and we're, we've got it all together and we're perfect. Um, the fact that we're not is the reason <laughs> that we've come to Christ. Just recently, someone called in and they used the uh, metaphor, the analogy of a church being like a hospital. Mm. And I'm sure that's not the only way we can describe church because there are a lot of proactive things that happen that uh, aren't sure. just about healing people and uh, meeting people where they're at in their uh, lowest moments. But mm. there is something important to recognize that mm. church is like a hospital. And yes, we all start off having to go through that hospital and, mm. and get some things healed and right. Mm. Absolutely, we do. And uh, Jesus used the the expression as well. He said that the the the, the, the well don't need a, a doctor; the sick need a doctor. And so there's a sense where we're sick in our sin, you know, and we need Doctor Jesus. He's the one who's died on the cross for us. He's paid the punishment for the things that we've done wrong. We need forgiveness. We need uh, a fresh start. We need to be born again. You know, we need a, a f- complete new start uh, and become a new creation in Christ. And and I do want to make the point, Neil, just, just going back to the abuse in the church, for example, that's a, a biggie that, that does weigh on some people's minds. And and in no way am I saying, well, you know, that, you know, the fact that we're sinners just justifies us doing whatever because we're supposed to be representing Christ, particularly if you're a leader or a priest or a, a, a pastor or a minister in a church. Uh, and that's a grievous, uh, you know, um, way of... of bringing um, shame to the name of Jesus by doing things like that. And I don't want to, I just want to be really clear that I'm not justifying that at all. I am saying that we are all sinners, but we need to live our lives um, as God would want us to live and as his ambassadors represent him well here on earth. But we need to understand also (laughs) that there are a lot of people in churches that aren't Christians, even leaders of church may not be Christians. They may not be following Christ, and they may be involved in actively doing things like abuse. And I would say to a non-Christian who speaks to me about that, I'd say, do not judge the message by a poor example of someone who may not even be a Christian. Stu, let me ask you, 
about how you might prepare your own heart mm. when you are wanting to share your faith, the gospel, the good news about mm. God with someone. Because when sure. you're sharing good news, uh, mm. you're pointing to the good things. But That's you recognize right. that there are some of these bad things. You recognize that even in your own heart, uh, there's still some, you know, if you talk about being a house, yeah. there's still some rooms that are filled with uh, pretty significant darkness sure. that we're working through. And yeah. some people feel like to mm. share the gospel with someone, uh, I have to be feeling good and uh, got all it all together. Got it all together, yes. Yeah. But you might be sharing your faith from a place of weakness, mm. even a place of moral weakness. That mm. ought not hold us back. How do you prepare your heart in all of this? Well, Neil, if we have to wait until we're perfect to share our faith, the only time we'll be doing it is the grave. Mm. Uh, we, no one is perfect and no one is 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 so holy that they you know don't do anything wrong and so it's because of uh, our weakness it's because of our sin it's because of the struggle that we're going through that should compel us to share with others because we know that they are struggling as well and that they need forgiveness they need a new start in Christ and so um, never let that hold you back if you feel oh I'm not a very good Christian I can't share my faith we can you know what it's the powers in the message not in you it's the Holy Spirit moving through the power of the gospel. You know, the Bible says the gospel is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. And so I just believe in that that powerful message will change someone's life, regardless of me. I'm the minor player in this. It's the powerful uh, Holy Spirit moving upon the powerful message, and I'm just the messenger bringing that. And um, obviously we try to live our lives as best as we can to reflect Christ, but we'll never be perfect and it should never hold us back from sharing our faith. Is there any simple response that you can bring when someone has that accusative nature and uh, mm. you're looking to share the gospel with them and mm. uh, you've begun to do so and you can see that glare in their eye? Mm. Uh, they're accusing you, they're accusing the church, they're accusing uh, whatever's happened throughout the history of the world, uh, mm. bring, bringing up some of those bad things about Christianity, is there anything that diffuses that, that puts you on a footing where you can then, in a humble way, share this good news? I think your answer's on the question, and that is the humble way. I think humility is is the key. Um, one of the great things that I love about sharing the G7 app, you know, it's the tool that we, that we train people in, in churches on how to share the gospel, is that it doesn't just talk about the good things it actually starts with the bad the bad news first and then it brings in the good news and in the bad news it talks about the things that we've done wrong and one of the things the app does it says well I've told a lie have you ever told a lie before so when we start to talk about sin we start with ourselves first and say well I've done this what about you you know and then the person acknowledges and we say well look we're in this together and you're not saying I'm better than you I've got it all together you're saying you know what I've stuffed up I continue to struggle through this life and it's only through Jesus that I've received forgiveness, not because of any great thing I've done. It's because of the great thing that he's done by dying for me. We've been talking about how you feel and mm. whether that inspires mm. or demotivates you from even sharing the gospel. Mm. Uh, what are your thoughts here about each believer as they're listening to our conversation today sharing the gospel uh, mm. Whether you feel good or whether you don't feel good, mm. there is a message that's beyond each of us, and it's mm. a message we've all uh, really res- 
responded to. Any mm. thoughts here for how you feel and whether that should be a motivator or a demotivator for sharing the gospel? Well, obviously, if you feel better, then it, it, it is motivational. And I think that you can uh, quote scriptures that help you um, because it's a, a hard thing to do to approach someone and to share the gospel or even people that you know in your, in your workplace or whatever. And it takes courage. So I like to quote scriptures like, Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. How beautiful are the feet of him who brings good news. You know, it's a beautiful thing um, to be able to, you know, to share the gospel with others. And, uh, you know, so it helps motivate you to, to quote those scriptures and to know them. But what I would say, Neil, is that sometimes I've, you're doing this out of obedience, out of love for God. You want to glorify God. You want to do what he's asked you to do, whether you feel like it or not. I mean, I don't I don't just love my wife when I feel like it because sometimes I don't feel like it, you know. But we do a lot of things. I don't just read my Bible when I feel like it. Otherwise, I wouldn't read it as often as I, as I do. I want to read it every day because it's, I want the Bible inside of me. I want to pray every day whether I feel like it or not. So that same principle, I think, is good when we're sharing our faith. We, we do it out of obedience. Neil, I've, I've had examples where I've felt terrible and haven't felt at all compassionate towards people. <laughs> I'm not feeling that, that love of God towards people. But I've gone out and without feeling any leading, approached someone and, I've, and that person said to me, you know what, um, my life's a mess. I've just been, I was literally sitting here thinking, I wonder whether there's a God. And I, I prayed, I said, God, if you're really there, I want you to show me. And then you came along and spoke to me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> you've had this divine <laughs> encounter with this person. But I didn't feel like it. I didn't feel especially led to that person. I was just doing it in obedience to God. It's amazing how, you know, we're not the center of the universe. <laughs> God is. And he's at work in people's lives. And we're just, you know, one part of that, you know, rescue plan that he's got. And I would just say, look, don't trust your own feelings. Trust in God and trust uh, in his word. Encourage yourself in his word and um, step out in faith. Humble ourselves and be ready for whatever circumstance God might bring into our circle of influence. Mm. Evangelism trainer Stu Miller, the founder of Train to Proclaim. There is a website, traintoproclaim.com. Lots of free resources, that G7 app that helps you easily share the gospel. Traintoproclaim.com. Stu, thanks for joining us once again today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.